on this episode of the Jacob Beer Show, I'm so happy to have on Matthew Tonner, um, who is a band member, also a producer. Not everybody produces who's a band member, but Matthew does. Of the 502s, um, we're actually at a hotel downtown recording this in the conference room, so thank you to the Alexander for that. It's a nice spot. Yeah, I recommend it. And... Um, yeah, so you're performing tomorrow um, at Wonderfest. Um, how was the drive over from St. Louis? Oh, it's not too bad. You know, we're coming in from Orlando, Florida, and uh, we, we drive pretty much everywhere. But uh, yeah, today was, was easy. It's great to be, be out playing in the summertime and great to be back in Indianapolis. For sure. So tell us a little bit. I always like to start this way. Um, how did you kind of get involved with music? A lot of people, you know, in, in today's world, they might have started acting and then led to music. So how did you get involved? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I have been playing music my entire life. I started playing piano pretty much about the time when I could walk. There was always a piano in the house and both my parents played. And um, You know, I'm happy that I'm in a band where I get to, to use my, my first instrument as, as my main thing. Um, and as I was growing up, you know, I kind of got involved with the school band, so started playing woodwinds. At some point, somebody put a guitar in my hands, and uh, you know, there's a drum kit around, and uh, so it's it's a lot of fun to be in the 502s because we love jumping around, and picking up, you know, the banjo, pick up the drum kit, do do each other's instruments, and um, yeah, it's kind of the perfect band uh, for me to be in. Um, I started playing with bands when I was probably about 13 or 14. Uh, started by putting on concerts in, in uh, my mom's living room um, and uh, have basically been doing it uh, ever since and, and lucky to, to basically just uh, be traveling all around the country and all around the world playing music with my friends. Interesting. And um, kind of, did you have somebody who you looked up to growing up in music, you know, maybe like a favorite band or person you looked up to. I'm trying to think you're a little bit older than me, not too much. Um, but do you like, who, do you have somebody you looked up to? Yeah, I mean, so many people. Um, my first concert was uh, actually Green Day, uh, right before they put out the American Idiot album. Uh, so that, that's dating myself a little bit, but uh, that was the, the show that, you know, my best friend and I were there together. We both kind of looked at each other and we're like, yeah, this is, this is for us. Let's start a band. Um, and, uh, but, you know, I mean, I, when I was in high school, I, I listened to uh, the Beatles, all kinds of classic rock. I got really into to jazz. I, I studied jazz guitar in college. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I really have a strong love for, for basically any kind of music and, and whatever moves people, you know, rap, country, electronic music. Uh, we play folk. Uh, it's, it's all good stuff. Whatever makes people happy is, is what I'm about, basically. Interesting, and um, I say the word interesting a lot, and people tell me not to. So, <laughs> fascinating. Um, yeah. Um, at least we're not programmed like mainstream, where we have a script in front of me. No, no, no script. this is so, off the cuff. Yeah. Um, how did you kind of? So, of course, in college, mm -hmm. you studied something the music I was reading on. Mm -hmm. um, when did you really think this was going to be your career? It's a great question. I think question. that's an important thing, because yeah. like, I am an intern in the Secretary of State's office, um, the youngest one ever, but wow. yeah, yeah at the state capitol. So they gave me access to the building at a young age. I hope the boss <laughs> good doesn't way to, hear Good that. way to start out. Yeah. yeah if, if I ever need something in the state capitol of Indiana, I'll, 
one, be sure to let me know. And yeah. then I'm going to Purdue this fall. But, you know, for a lot of people, yes. their dream, you know, to even make it on the stage where you can do it. You said 120 last year. 120, you 120 did. days on the road last year, yeah. And That's the reason right. why I answer this is because a lot of people, you know, and I know how it is as podcasting. This is not my full-time gig, you sure. know. Um, this is something that I'm doing on the weekend as we talk right now. So how did you kind of know this is what you're going to be able to do and make a living off of it? That's, that's a fantastic question. I mean, it's always been my ambition. You know, it's always been the thing that I've loved to do. And the funny thing is, I don't know if I ever really, you know, while I always dreamed of doing what I'm doing right now, and it's amazing to, you know, be sitting in this seat and talking about it. Um, you know, I never thought that I really needed it to be like my, I don't know, my financial reward. I, I always thought of it as just kind of like, this is what I do. This is my heart and my soul, and I will do whatever I need to to support it. Um, I got on my first tour uh, with a band in 2012, um, so we're going on, on year 11 uh, now, uh, even before I joined the 502s, um, you know, and it's, it starts out like, okay, you know, I'm working a, I'm working a, a day job, um, but I've got some time off and we've got an opportunity to go drive from Florida to New York and play a festival up there, like how can we make that happen? Um, and then eventually like two weeks becomes, you know, three weeks or a month or, you know, we get into remote work and, um, yeah, you just kind of, if you love it and you're able to follow your passion and, and take risks, um, and, uh, and you get a little bit lucky, you know, in our case, TikTok really, uh, helped us, uh, take off so that to answer your question, finally, it's, um, really within the past couple years, uh, we've seen a tremendous response to just videos of the 502s playing live and, Wherever we can fit, you know, we started in a in a laundry room at, at Ed's grandpa's house, and um, you know, we've uh, done live from our van. We've gone down to to the beach, to parks, wherever you know we happen to be, um, and just throwing that stuff up on social media, and, and you know, just kind of started from from zero, and, and now to, to literally millions of people, which is, is kind of mind blowing. Yeah, I think I checked like one point five five million Something on Spotify. Like so yeah, yeah, it nice. was like one point four million last month. So uh, <laughs> it's ticking up. Yeah. yeah, no, it's 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 really surreal, man. I I am I feel so lucky and grateful. Um, to be doing what we do and um, you know another big part of it is, is you know we really I think try and show that gratitude to everybody um, you know who has supported us in whatever way that they do and and uh, you know going out of our way to say I mean I, I'm a person who would make music regardless if anybody was listening and you know so to even have like one person listen I'm like thank you like that absolutely made my day same and with me yeah you know <laughs> I mean I find that it's like if you if you treat people and you show them how much it means to you that you know they even just give you the time of day for, for me that's that's the best thing in the world and, and you know now I get to do that every day um, and that you know makes all the hours in the band uh, totally worth it I, I definitely feel what you mean like you know for me when I had had this one interview with the UCLA head basketball coach, I put it out there, and of course, unless you're Bobby Knight in Indiana, nobody's paying attention. Um, well, I got a comment the other day, two months later, saying, I love this interview, I listened to the entire thing, but I wish he would have talked about these three players more. And it's like, wow, well, somebody listened all the way through to find that part, so I appreciate it. You yeah, know? I, yeah, I know what you mean by that, right there, of just one person, you know. How, how that feeling is you know like I remember that comment now and you remember your first listener probably well uh, yeah absolutely and I, I mean I think a lot of people you know it's hard not to set your expectations you know you obviously get into it hoping that you know maybe you'll you'll play on a big stage someday or you know you'll uh, 
have you know the big Bobby Knight interview or um, you know Reggie Miller or whoever. Uh, <laughs> I but, got declined by Bobby Knight's wife because of age, but we did get Lou Holtz on. Oh, all right, hey man, so, yeah, that's um, awesome. Yeah, that's uh, you, uh, you cast a wide net, you never went, know it'll come back. Um, no, I, I think uh, yeah, you know if your passion is there, um, you know you just have to be grateful for whatever comes back to it. I mean, I was in a million bands before I was in the 502s as well, um, which is not the case for everybody in the group. This is the, the 502s are, are Eddie's first band. They're, they're a couple other people's first first real band. Um, but for me, I was always just like, you know, try something, you know, this year and, and have fun with it and do as many shows as we can. If it doesn't work out, start the next one, start the next one. And um, eventually that, that led me to um, producing the 502s first album and, and subsequently joining joined the band and uh, we're, we're going on year seven and we've been to, uh, I don't know, we're going back to Europe this fall, we're going all over the place and, and uh, it's been an amazing ride. So. For sure. Yeah. And then um, this next part I, I kind of want to do before we close out with your sure. advice that you'd have um, is, I know everyone's always like, oh, they're asking me for advice. Yes, we do it. I think everybody has good advice, but I like to call this, I guess, kind of firewall questions, quick ones. Sure. What's your favorite um, music venue that you've been to? Man, playing Bonnaroo last year was an absolute dream. I, I love that festival. I went four times as a fan, uh, and uh, being able to, to step up on that stage uh, was just an absolute dream come true, and, and to see everybody there. We got to basically open up the festival. We played Thursday night um, at, uh, at like 7 o'clock p.m., so watching the sunset. Beautiful. Um, yeah, it's, yeah I, have, I have two pictures of that on, on my wall, uh, so definitely life goal. Um, we're playing Lollapalooza this summer as well. I mean, I'm from Milwaukee originally, so you know, just being up in the Midwest and playing a, a gigantic festival in, in Grant Park, um, that uh, is something I'm really, really looking forward to. And just getting the chance to you know, travel all around the country. We played the Troubadour in LA last year, or earlier this year rather, um, which is just an absolutely legendary venue. Uh, we've been all over Europe. Paradiso in Amsterdam. It's a great venue. I, I encourage anybody to just just look at that venue. It's like this amazing um, cathedral that's been converted into a beautiful music venue. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, we've done everywhere from living rooms to dive bars to you know huge festivals, and uh, I think we approach every single one with the same mentality that like, hey, we're gonna make everybody have as much fun as we do making music, and uh, yeah, interesting, yeah. fascinating, <laughs> um, fascinating. Next one, who's the best, or I shouldn't say best, but most notable person that you've ever opened for or been on stage with? Yeah. Well, we actually just finished a run with OAR, um, who was a band that was, was pretty big when I was in high school, so it was very cool to have them uh, like know our names and, and talk to us, and uh, they were awesome. They are such wonderful, warm, nice people. Um, you know, we, we've done a lot of opening slots uh, for a lot of a lot of folks and they, they were by far you know my favorite that that uh, we've had the chance to play with so far fascinating <laughs> <laughs> I'm still working on that uh, this is better than you know any mainstream channel where you uh, where they would have cut to commercial oh yeah this is yeah. Yeah, uncut <laughs> yeah um, and then kind of last fire burn question I have is if you could perform anywhere tomorrow and you've already performed at a lot of places, Amsterdam, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you're going back to Europe, mm -hmm. um, you know, you mentioned Milwaukee, mm -hmm. where would it be? Man, 
Carnegie Hall. Question. I mean, I definitely wouldn't say no to that. Madison Square Garden is one that we've thought of a lot. Um, Red Rocks is, is a big oh. one for us. You know, I mean, it's such a, we, we walked up those steps uh, years ago when we were out on our first tour out west. And, you know, that, that was kind of a spiritual bonding moment for all, all the guys. And it's like one day, you know, we're, we're going to be on that stage. So that's been kind of our guiding light. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, but then again, it's it's like, I don't know, with all the years that I've been doing this at this point, it's like any stage, really, I found can be the best night of your life if you're just open to what happens. Um, just so. like with interviews. Any interview can be the best, <laughs> any interview can be the worst. You know, some of the people, like the ones I won't say names, people who, like, I thought this could be the best interview, no one doesn't not get the views that I thought I was going to get, but it doesn't, at the end, I'm like, well, that interview I did with a classmate the other day was better. You yeah, know? I mean, so, it's, it's like those expectations. You you never know. Um, you just have to keep doing it. And then kind of two last things. Um, one is, um, what is something that people wouldn't know from touring? Maybe like a little secret. A little secret. Um, and then the second is advice that you'd have is what I think we'll close out on. Sure, sure. Well, I've got plenty of advice, uh, whether or not people want to take it or not. Um, I would say... I mean, touring is is hard. Uh, it's you know, again, it's a lot of hours of traveling. Um, one thing that people are often very surprised to learn about the five hundred twos is that um, we actually have learned to take our health really seriously on the road. You know, if you're going to be playing, you know, a third of the year, a half of the year, like we do, you know, and to give the best show that we can, um, you know, we have to take our, ourselves really seriously take care of ourselves um, so you know we, we work out together um, you know we make sure we we stay really hydrated we don't stop at many fast food places which is very very difficult um, because you know if you've driven through Indiana or Nebraska or anywhere else uh, the dollars is KFC there's not a lot of options so yeah we have, or we have A&W even worse A&W's and yeah pizza farms and whatever Taco Taco Bell Taco Bell is a popular one yeah we, we, we started out just being like hey you know we'll just figure it out but um, yeah uh, treat, treat yourself good you know that's a that's a helpful thing. We stop at a lot of stop at the grocery store, gas up the van. You know everybody's everybody's good to go, and and you have to really look after each other as well too. You know it's um, I don't think you will ever spend as much time with another person uh, until you are on a, a trip with them, like a road. We're basically on like a nonstop road trip, and you know so. You're sharing a hotel room with somebody. You get in the van with the same person. It's like you're going to person. space with them when you're an astronaut. You're with them, <laughs> except way less impressive. But, uh, but yeah, I guess it, it could be. Yeah, you could say that it's it's kind they of. They like go that. about nowadays. They do about 180 days in space. So that's sure. Just, yeah, um, no, that's it's true. Kind of you said that's when you're on, when you're true. with somebody for a long time, there you are. Yeah. You're trapped with them. You know, up at the space station. In your case, you're trapped with them in the van. Yeah. Airbnb, if that's the case, or a hotel or yeah. an apartment. Yeah. You get to the venue, and it's like okay, time to load out all the gear. And uh, yeah, it's 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 definitely a grind. Yeah, I, I've often uh, actually compared the uh, music touring gig thing to being like in a like an NBA team. But uh, being on the International Space Station sounds like an even loftier thing. So maybe you I'll can use do that, that for fifty five million dollars to get. Oh yeah, I've all, interviewed, yeah, I have interviewed somebody who's done that. So. Someone like on the private SpaceX yeah. type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah they they launched a, a lot of those rockets down from from Florida, not far from where it's it's pretty cool. To see them go up for sure. They come back down. <laughs> um, and then, so last thing, advice. Advice. What would right. you say about that? 
I really like how you said the healthy thing because people always assume, like, guarantee if I'm in a band, I'm eating Pizza Hut every night, which for, is probably true for a lot of bands. Yeah. You know, I'm sure you still do it's that. The, that's fun the for a few thing. days, and then it's like, oh, crap, we have to drive seven hours to Milwaukee today and, and then play a show. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot that goes into it that's not the, you know, hour and a half that you're on stage. Um, but, you know, we, we also find a lot of ways to make it fun, you know. Um, we got a PS4 on the back of the van now, so we play a lot of like 2K and Call of Duty and stuff. So that that helps make the drives um, a lot a lot easier, and uh, yeah, just just treating treating other people well. Um, advice as far as as far as like making it in music, um, I would say it's important to know who you are. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who, I mean, for me personally, it's like I'm a, a Musician, I play a lot of instruments, but I also can produce. I know how to record. I, I write songs. I, I love you know arranging and, and that side of the creative process. So you know I, I'm lucky that I've been able to develop all of those skills. Um, you know, there's some folks who you know I, I might walk down the street and bump into somebody who's like ten times the guitar player that I am, and you know if, if that's like the gift and that's the path, you know, thinking about how um, you know to apply that. Uh, I think if there's anybody who's trying to do what we do, like. Uh, sometimes I like to distinguish between being a musician versus being an artist and there's overlap there but um, you know a musician is like somebody who's a player and they might be you know an amazing player but to be an artist it's it's really a job of creation um, so creating songs creating sounds recordings making videos making content it, it's it's become a huge job but it honestly is a time to be an artist and a creator I think because I mean Interesting. you know right here you can buy a microphone and get on a laptop and you know here we are doing an interview like that's a relatively new thing um, and uh, yeah you know you just I think if you're passionate about it you just have to be TikTok's open TikTok's a big one nowadays oh like, my gosh yeah like the country singer who I had on nobody at school knew yeah. most people know who the 502's are that'll be I listening guess, to this so, you know and it's like yeah, because Lee Greenwood's song was, like, from, you know, 30, 40 years ago. Great song, by the way. Love Lee's been on the show. But, like, TikTok is where you guys, you know, it, sure. it helped you up like that. And other artists. Yeah. Uh, Isabel, I listen to the song Haunted. I'm like, is this Taylor Swift or something? And I search it up, and it's Isabel. And I see she's, like, has 3 million on TikTok and, sure. like, 20,000 on Instagram. Yeah. And it's like, wow. She made it big off it. You know, TikTok helped her to market. Yeah, so, for sure. I mean, there's, there's, another, there's another thing that we think about, too, is that, you know, there's a lot of folks who are fans of, like, our song, Just a Little While, and, you know, we always are trying to get as much of ourselves out there that it's like, yes, you know, it's it's an amazing song. We love playing it. We'll be playing it until the day we die. Um, but we have, you know, all kinds of other stuff that we're about in terms of connecting with our, our fans, and, um, you know, we're, we try and be really accessible and, and friendly guys, and tell our story um and uh yeah so far it's, it's working pretty well quite fascinating well thank you so much for coming on thanks jacob the podcast fun. today we wish you the best um and where can people find if they don't know yet um spotify apple yeah, YouTube, yeah. any other places you, tiktok yeah you can find us all over um the 502s t-h-e 502s uh no apostrophe the 502s.com um, you can get all of our music for free. We'll send you the downloads. Um, we'll send you all of our, our new stuff as well. That's uh, like we're in the process of recording a new album right now, um, and we're we're putting out new music all the time. Um, so yeah, you know we're we're all over social media. We got our, our own uh, our website. We've got a direct email list. Um, you can find me Matthew Tonner, uh, T O N N E R, 
uh, and uh, I'm I'm out there on Instagram and TikTok, and I have my own soul music on Spotify as well. So. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the Jacob Viewer Show today. Thanks, Jacob. Great talking with you.